The Last Word with Matt Cooper. The Minister for Education, Norma Foley, is interested in extending nationwide the idea of a no smartphone policy for primary school pupils. It doesn't look like she wants to set down any diktats, but that she wants other schools to adapt what has been done in Greystones. We're joined by Rachel Harper, Principal of St. Patrick's National School. Thank you very much for joining us. Now, what did you do that could be done, do you think, in other parts of the country to sort of voluntarily move mobile phone and smartphone use out of primary schools? Yeah, I think what you said there, Matt, I think that's the key to it, that it's a voluntary code that parents are asked to sign up to. Um, So we try and veer away from saying it's a complete ban. And I think there's more buy-in with parents and with children, I suppose. It's the way that you deliver it, isn't it? You know, I suppose the eight principals coming together and, and deciding to do this together so this at the same time. principals in the schools in Greystones? Yeah, I mean, it's part of a bigger initiative. It takes a village. Um, and we came together because we could see an increase in anxiety level levels with kids. And uh, we were just coming together as a community and as a group of eight schools to see, is there something that we can do as a community to work on this? And it's a community-led positive well-being initiative that we came up with. It takes a village. Uh, we've been campaigning for two play therapy as well uh, to share between the eight schools um, and we've been working together and we've had a town meeting and we were very privileged to have our, our local ministers, Minister Stephen Donnelly, Minister Simon Harris and our local TD Jennifer Whitmore came to this meeting and, and helped us launch It Takes a Village um, and the community are working hard on this but one of the areas we were looking at was uh, the smartphones and just seeing are they contributing to this anxiety level in kids and we do feel that they are, it's not the, the full reason why but um, we do feel that they are contributing to some of the children with their anxiety so we got together as the principals we could see that in one school already they had rolled this out and we thought how effective this would be if all eight schools signed up at the same time because if a child for example in St. Patrick's went to the tennis club or the rugby club or wherever in Greystones, they would be the same as every other child in the area. So the first step was um, we put together an email from all of the principals um, and I asked all the principals to, you know, to sign the bottom of it. So we all sent out the same letter to each of our schools. So if you read it from one of the schools and you thought, this is a bit extreme, this is a bit over the top, uh, when you scroll down to the bottom and you could see that all eight principals in the area um, we're we're asking the same, you know, and we're we're positive and and you know, um, I just think then you think there has to be something more to it. So we kind of progressed from there, and then we got our our PTAs to roll it out. Um, and I suppose the strength in that so the PTAs being the Parent Teacher Association, exactly, yeah. Um, because the strength in that is that you know parents are coming alongside fellow parents and and joining each other in this, you know. And I have to say, it's just been hugely positive. I've been so delighted just with the response. You know, and I think all the the principals will be in agreement. Um, I, for parents, I think there's a sense of relief. You know, um, they had concerns or, around the smartphones, and for some parents, they they just felt it was kind of difficult to to bring it up out of fear of being the overprotective parent or judging other parents, or you know. I want to bring in Jen Hogan, parenting mm-hmm. columnist with the Irish Times. Yeah. Jen, 
How significant do you think might it be that there's a coordinated action between schools in the same area so that if children meet each other at Irish dancing or at the GAA club or at football, if they come from different schools that they don't hear, well, we're allowed in our school to use mobile phones. Why aren't you allowed in yours? Oh, it's really significant. Like, it's a brilliant initiative and I think it's a great idea and would love to see this across schools and even maybe extended to the early years in secondary school. But it is really important that you have a whole community involvement because if you just have one school doing it or two schools doing it and other children um, at other schools but involved in the same activities as your children have access to smartphones, then the pressure remains and that fear of missing out. I think the I think the education minister used that earlier on today. But, but the idea or the fear of missing out that they... Um, um, that they, they're not involved in something or they're missing out on meetups or missing out on things that are being circulated. So it is really important that it, we would have that community effort. What I fear and what I worry in terms of leaving it to schools to organise themselves is trying to get parental buy-in. It is brilliant how well it's worked in Greystones, but I suppose well, the fact that we have children so young with access to smartphones, and we know the anxiety and the damage and the stuff that it's creating, and yet they still have access to these smartphones, suggests that perhaps parents parents aren't as up to speed about the potential damages and the potential dangers as we think they are. When you're very tuned into this sort of thing yourself, perhaps because you work in that area or because you're working with children, it, it's easy to maybe not realise that it's not, the, the dangers aren't perhaps quite as well known and the pressure is still huge. So I would actually like to see the Minister maybe co- coordinate this herself from the Department of Education rather than put this back on individual schools to do. Rachel Harper, what happened or did you have any examples of children still trying to bring their smartphones into school or did you have any pushback from any parents? Yeah, well, the children were never allowed to use their phones in school, but you know, I fully accept children that already have smartphones, it's very hard to take those back. And I, just to be clear on that, we're not expecting to take that them off them. You know, I think it's just the awareness around the phone. So, you know, some of the, the parents with children down the junior end, you know, that could be four or five years of age now and saying that their concerns for children, you know, when they reach fifth and sixth class, what it's going to be like then. So I suppose for these younger children, it's securing their future for them, that it becomes a new norm, that when they get up to third and fourth class, that they just expect that they get a phone in secondary, you know, and I suppose for the children then that already have phones, it's just creating an, a further awareness around that and getting the conversation going with parents so they're checking in what apps are they using, you know, how much time are they spending on their phones. So I think it's very positive in general. And for the children themselves, there's a sense of fairness. Kids like fairness. So if everybody else is the same in the class, then they accept it much better. And again, if they're explained, we're not saying no to phones, we're just asking them to wait to secondary for very Jen, good reasons. what about the anxious parents who use the phones as a way to track their children as to where they are? Yeah, I mean, there's another thing. We have got so used to knowing where our kids are. You know, they're out in the green or they're out playing with their friends and we have the tracker on the phone um, and we know where they are and we take kind of that comfort from that. And that's something parents will have to get their heads around too if they're not going to have access to mobile phones. But it is also perhaps a reason that parents are justifying giving smartphones to their children. Oh, I only use it so I can make contact with them. I only use it so I know where they are. And sometimes there's re- there's, there's truth in that. Perhaps that they're picking them up somewhere different uh, with work commitments and 
things like that. But there are we can make all the excuses we want as parents around these around these things. We managed up till that age, you know, for them to to play and to be somewhere safe and to to be somewhere where we know where they are. But I think there are it, it's that excuse that parents I think will come back with or can come back with or to themselves even justify it to themselves giving them the smartphone. But of course, you're opening that word to so many other dangers when you do. Okay, we're going to leave it there. Just a couple of comments to finish. Uh, One listener says, some children have medical devices attached to smartphones to alert or allow parents monitor the device alerts in the event of issues arising. I'm sure things like that could still be accommodated. And here's one that says, I'm a secondary teacher. We have a no-phone policy in our school. It's very strictly enforced and it works brilliantly. In fact, it's liberating for students. They have to talk to each other at break (laughs) times. Thank you very much for joining us, Rachel Harper from St. Patrick's National School in Greystones and Jen Hogan, parenting columnist with the Irish Times. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.